and for many in this room. And the point of transition will begin in March. So this was a prophetic word that I heard several weeks ago. And that has been the topic of my sermons for the past two weeks. So if you haven't been here for the past two weeks, you can go to our website and listen to the last two weeks of sermon. I was really encouraged. Um, Martha was FaceTiming with Gretchen uh, from New Zealand a couple of nights ago. And she says, I've been hearing your voice all day long ringing through my house. My son, J.E., picked up on these last two weeks of sermons about this transition thing, and he is so excited. <laughs> and what's interesting is they're coming back in March. So how about that? You know, so that's really good. All right, so you can, you can catch up if you haven't, haven't been involved in the last couple of weeks. Uh, my goal and my desire has been to have us all take some kind of ownership of this word and it's outworking in both our individual as well as our corporate lives. Why? Because I believe that God gives us his word, not just so that we can hear it, but that we can also do his word. Do his word. Right? So James 1.22 says this, be doers of the word. So anyone done the word have you ever done the word? Seriously, have you done the word? Has God given you a word and you've, you've set your heart and your energy and your finances and everything you possess to do what God has told? That's doing the word. It's like he, that word becomes the overriding directive of your life. That's doing the word, right? Be doers of the word and not hearers only, right? It's one thing to hear a word and Yay, oh, God spoke, how about that? You know, that's it. James says this, deceiving yourself. Deceiving yourself. What's the deceit? That you have no responsibility in what you have heard. There's no responsibility to handle the word of God. That's the deceit. Listen, he doesn't just speak into the air. He sends forth his word to accomplish his purposes, and they never return to him void. That means he has an expectation. I'm going to speak into your lives. I expect you to grab a hold of this and do something with it, right? So we hear the word, and as I explained last week, the word begins to work on its own to accomplish God's purposes, as stated in the word given. Remember the whole little story about little Noel? And what God had already set in motion, I mean, transitional, right? In our case, uh, we're looking at transition. Uh, the onus is on us to, first of all, uh, find out what the word is doing. What is, what is the word of God doing in the midst of us? And second to that is what should we be doing in response to what it is doing? What should we be doing with what the word is doing, right? So here's a, a definition of transition, because that's the substance of the word, right? Uh, so be 2020, a, a year of great transition for many in this room. The point of transition will begin in March. So what does it mean, transition? Transition is a change from one thing to the next, either in action, or, and this is the part I like, or state of being. 
action or state of being. All right? I, I, I want you to just breathe out. Relax. Right? Just think about, think about you. Think about you right now in this moment, in this time, this week, this month, this year. What is your state of being? Has it been real good? Are you really excited about getting up in the morning? About what's in front of you through the day? What you're going to put your hand to? Who you're going to encounter? Who you're going to talk to? You know, I got to call this. I got to do this. Oh, it's such an exciting day. I'm so glad I'm in this time right now. Is that, is that what your state of being is right now? So you can transition. That's what God is saying. It's a time of transition. Not only can you transition from doing one thing to doing another, you can transition out of a state of being into a different state of being. Uh, you can be a different and a new person. You can be born again, 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 and again, and again. Right? <laughs> He's so good. So with that definition in mind, listen to James again in context. Know this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness, receive with meekness, the implanted word, right? Handle the word. Take a hold of the word. God is planting this word into your heart, into your community, into your life. Receive the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Wow. That's pretty powerful, right? But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So essentially, James is saying that the word has the ability to impact and change our negative learned responses, our flawed character traits, and our sinful behavior. I'm going to say that one again, right? Because there's a lot in there. The word has the ability to impact and change our negative learned responses. How, how many have negative learned responses, right? Oh. All right, the rest of you, you got to deal with that lying spirit, right? <laughs> Come on, you know. I know you all got road rage. Every one of you got road rage. I know it because I got it. <laughs> our flawed character traits, and our sinful behavior. If we will not just hear it, but do it. If we will not just hear it, but do it. What if I told you that based on the scripture and others, many others actually, in the transitional prophetic word that is active right now over this community, that through a personal commitment to do, a personal commitment to do, and a fairly minor adjustment to your day-to-day -day habits, your life can change or transition in some major ways. Would that be worth a try? Would that be worth trying if I, if I told you that? Because I just told you that, right? So it, would that be worth a try to you? 
Consider your state of being. Go back to that place, breathe out, right? Consider where you've been for the last year. Consider the things that are pressing in on you. Would you like to be out of that and be in something better? Is that worth an attempt? Just an attempt. Just minor adjustments, right? So one last scripture and then a short video. Acts 17.10. The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those of Thessalonica. So the Jews in Thessalonica assaulted Paul and Silas, beat them up, all kinds of bad things going. So they go to Berea, and these Jews are more noble. So what's it mean to be noble? I'm going to tell you. Having or showing fine personal qualities or high moral principles and ideals like righteousness, virtuous, good, honorable, honest, moral, ethical, reputable, unselfish, generous, and brave. Huh? Want to dress up in those? Right? I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you like people to think, oh, he's so noble. She's such a noble woman. Right? Wouldn't you like to hear that? I mean, I love when people say, oh, Dick, you're such a man of God. I know what that means. It means I'm noble. Right? They see me as noble. That I have virtues that are good and enduring and eternal. They have eternal value, right? So how did they get there? How did they become noble? Good question. Tune in next week, same time. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my unnoble characteristics. <laughs> they received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. They received the word, right, the implanted word. That's what James says, receive with humility the implanted word. They received the word with eagerness, examining the scriptures daily. Now ask yourself, what would happen to my life and character if I received this transitional word with eagerness and started to read the scriptures daily, what would happen? We're going to show you, right? Along with certain people. Sometimes it seems the closer they are to you, the harder it is, right? What's the answer? How do you transition out of one state of being to another? Simplest pathway. Right? And I've been asking the Lord since I started putting this word out. How do we transition? This is our answer. I think it's the first of answers. And Eric's going to come up and share some of that with you right now. Sweet. So uh, we're getting ready for our leadership meeting this week, and I think uh, you know early, well, early part of this week, you know, Pastor Dick's been sharing about this prophetic word about transition, and you know, I had been praying that through since I first heard it, and thinking, okay, like, you know, God, what are you doing? God, what is it that you're, 
you know, speaking and saying to us, you know, like he said, you could, you could hear a word like that. Hey, this is a year of transition. You could just let it fly right by you. You could sit there and go on your way, have lunch, do, do life. And, and, you know, but he said, but you could stop and say, hey, that word's for me. You know, that word's for me. What am I going to do with that word? And I've, and, I, um, you know, and even being in leadership or whatever position you're in, you know, I was like, yeah, I, ne- I need to be humble. Like, I, I need to hear that word just as much as anyone else, you know, whether life's going really well or not. Like, I, I need to hear that word, and I need to take it and see what God does with it. And um, one thing that the Lord really was bringing to mind as I've been, um, you know, in, in the scriptures, you know, was the, the necessity of being in the scripture. And, and we talked about this, you know, like, the, the thing that came to me really was, man, like the benefit of being in the Bible. And I saw this video and I had been already having these stirrings in the Holy Spirit. And so as Dick and I started talking about this, we're like, man, like you need to make sure like our community is really, you know, literate, is, is in the word, like knowing like, hey, when you, when you encounter something in life, when you're going through a situation or a circumstance, isn't it always like amazing how if you've been reading the Bible, that there's something that you've read that like will come back and you'll be like, oh, wow, this applies to this situation, right? But when we aren't in the scriptures, we don't know what God's word says about something. We'll just kind of go with whatever feels right. We'll go with what, it, like, well, I think this is the way to do this. So here, like, here we go. Good luck. <laughs> and, and I mean, I've, I've done my fair share of that in life, but I know that as I discipline myself to be in the word and to be reading the scriptures, I see God working in my life and through my life. And I'm like, okay, well, Doing this wouldn't necessarily make sense to me because of how I feel, but just because I feel a certain way doesn't mean that's what God wants me to do. Just because I feel a certain way doesn't mean it's true. You know, it's just in the same way. Just because if, if I get offended by something doesn't mean I'm right. Just let that settle for a bit. <laughs> That w- there is no cause. That was free. Um, but, you know, thinking about this, um, I listened to Bill Johnson. He's a pastor out of California. I listened to some of his podcasts, and he, he talked about being in the scriptures regularly. And, and um, it's interesting. A couple things he referenced was, you know, about hunger. And, you know, we talk about the bread, the bread of the word. This is our daily bread. We're going to be talking about this in the Lord's Prayer coming up, the Lord's Prayer series. And in that, Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread. And we, you know, usually refer to that as like, you know, the scriptures being in the word, the, the bread of the word. And, um, and it's interesting how Bill Johnson makes this point about, you know, in the natural, when we don't eat, we get hungry, right? Like, you know, I'm starving. I haven't eaten anything. But he said in the spirit, it's different. You know, we get hungry by eating. <laughs> you know, we get hungry when we eat. Because when we eat, we're like, oh, I need more of this. <laughs> I need more. It, it, it's like a momentum. And, you know, I think when my kids, if, if any of you are parents or, you know, it's like if you're breathing and you're a human, you would relate to this. But, you know, if like it's dinner time and we tell our kids, hey, time to eat. And one of our kids says, I'm not hungry. What's the first thing you think as a parent? Something's wrong. It's never everything's okay. The very first impulse you have is something's not right. And I see that in the spirit with our community where I'm like, man, if like, we're not hungry for the word, I immediately think, whoa, something is not right. Like, this is serious. Because it, it has everything to do with our well-being and how we move forward with the Lord. And um, 
you know, I think, how many, how many of you know what you ate for breakfast uh, yesterday? You know, like, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Now, how many of you know what you ate for breakfast this day two weeks ago? And don't answer. If you have the same thing for breakfast, that's cheating. So you got you to gotta mix it up a little bit. Don't give me this, I have two eggs and toast every morning. That's just, that's, that's cheating. That's cheating. The whole point is with getting in the word, you know, people worry about like, oh, like if I get in the word, I'm not paying attention. I'm not focused right now. Like I won't remember what I'm reading and like I really want to memorize and I think Bible memorization is amazing. But the, the reality is that what I had for breakfast, re- remembering what I had for breakfast two weeks ago has no bearing on my being right now. Like, it's, it's remembering what I had is not going to fulfill me or do any, it's not going to have any added benefit other than like, oh, I remembered. It's just important that I ate breakfast two weeks ago. <laughs> and so in that, when we read the word, sometimes we're so worried about like, ah, oh, I won't remember, I want to be focused, or how many of you, like, reading before bed and then you fall asleep, or, you know, or like the kids are yelling, or, you know, I'm so busy and I rushed and before I went to work. But it's like there's that discipline of getting into the scriptures that just has a benefit. It has some kind of benefit where it doesn't matter if I remember what I had for breakfast two weeks ago, but it, it benefited my body by doing it. And I was being obedient in, in my body, taking care of myself by doing that. And so with that, you know, we really were talking about the, the importance of having something to go by. And I don't know about you. Um, I've had a couple years where I've done uh, the Bible in one year. I've done some, you know, their set up devotionals and some frameworks that some Bibles have or online plans and um, you know, really as, as leadership here, that's what we want to offer is if, if there isn't a daily discipline, some kind of regular rhythms of getting into the scriptures, we want to do that as a church together. We, we, like, we're having so much success doing things like with Wolfboro and small, like, you know, the grow groups and, and sermon series and tying some of the stuff in where it's like we're all doing this together. It's not just like, hey, you do something and, and good luck and I, and I hope you continue with it. It's, there's like a, a bit of an accountability there where we're all doing it together. And so over the next couple of weeks, we're, we're still in the middle of working this because it's just so fresh. But we really want to start reading the Bible as a church together. And we want to offer doing like a Bible plan where people can jump in at, at any time where we can read the scriptures together and, that, and hopefully it will produce, um, hopefully it'll produce that relationship aspect as well of reading the scriptures and talking about it with others. I love, I have two friends of mine that funny enough, just this week, who I, you know, and I, it was unprovoked. I had one friend who reached out to me yesterday. Hey, Eric, thinking of you, praying for you, blessings on you. Hey, be encouraged, Matthew 9, 1 through 8, especially, especially verse 8 for you. So immediately I'm like, well, okay, I got to read that because now I'm, you know, like you got my curiosity. And, and it's, in, you know, and, and I could go into what that is. I mean, Matthew 9, 1 through 8, go ahead and read it. Um, but I was like, you know, just that thought of like, man, it's so good to have relationships like that where I have a friend who prays, and I have a friend who reads the Bible, and he's like, dude, I was thinking of you, and here's what came to mind. I hope this encourages you. I hope this blesses you. And then I have another friend who, who uh, 10.06 a.m. Eric, as you keep following Jesus as a church leadership in Lakes Region Vineyard, uh, as, you, uh, as you keep following Jesus as a church leadership, Lakes Region Vineyard will change this year, 2020. Start preparing and urging your people to change with him. He doesn't live around here. He doesn't listen to our sermons. You know? I mean, come on. 
Like, literally, this is the word that has gone out. Like, God is speaking. <laughs> this isn't something where you have to be like, oh, like, I wonder if this is the Lord. <laughs> I, ju I just really am wondering. <laughs> you know, lots of coincidences. You know what they say? There's no coincidences in the kingdom. You can keep chalking everything up to coincidence, and after a while, it's just like, no, that's just reality at this point. So having said that, and one, one final thing, uh, you know, we look no further than to Jesus, the, the living word, who he himself, when, when tempted, going through one of uh, the greatest trials <laughs> early on in ministry, when he was filled with the Holy Spirit and led out into the wilderness, and Saint, Satan went to tempt him, his immediate response to everything was, as it is written, as it is written, as it is written. See, Jesus responded from a place of confidence in the word of God rather than, re rather than reacting to a circumstance, he responded to the word. That negative behavior that pastor is talking about, it leads to us reacting to things rather than responding at, in, in who we are as children of God. You know, because that's what Jesus did. He, he responded to the Father. I only do what I see the Father doing. He wasn't like, oh, the devil's doing this. We need to do something. <laughs> you know, but the reality of the scriptures is they, they just carry more weight than even the very real thing that's in front of us. And so um, I want to encourage you, be on the lookout for this. Be praying about this. Consider this word of transition and think, Man, like, even that video we watched, wasn't that wild? Like, some of those numbers and thinking, okay, does any of this line up with me? Like, if I'm dealing with loneliness or anger or bitterness or, um, you know, just issues of feeling spiritually blah, you know, could it be tied into, yeah, you know what? Like, I am definitely not in the word that much. I'm not. And it's not out of a place of legality. It's not out of a place of law. It's, it's out of grace. God has given us his word because of his love for us. <laughs> You know, it's his love letter to us that we can know how to live life, that we can know how to commune with God. We know what his desires are for righteousness and for life and, and abundance. And so, I don't know. I mean, I, I, so that is a bit of a stay tuned. I know Dick said that earlier, but it, it is because we're, we're still, we're praying about it. We're not rushing into it, but we know like, man, the word of the Lord has gone out and we need to be obedient to it. And I'm sure many of you have something in your life right now where you're like, man, I need answers. But it may not even necessarily be the answer like, where in the Bible does it say something about this situation? It's like, no, it's just the discipline of getting in the word to hear what God's voice is, what, what God's perspective is on something. And doing that will, in, will definitely lead you in a place where you're confident in who he is. Like they said, you know, it may lead to you sharing your faith or, or ha you know, just stumbling upon something that you have in the moment where you can, you know, bless someone. You know, there's something about being in the scriptures that helps you to hear the voice of the Lord. So, so be praying about that. Consider that. And see that as a next step. Even if you've already been doing it, consider about, you know, how can I continue to dig deeper into that? And if you, if you don't have a daily discipline like that, we're going to be providing something that we can do along together. And um, like I said, because we're right on it, it's fresh, so we'll, we'll talk about that more in the next couple weeks, especially as we're doing this next series on the Lord's Prayer. So, so stay tuned there, and I don't, do you have anything else you want? Yep. Okay. So we, we're looking at a launch for this in the first, uh, first week of February, and uh, 
because we've been doing a lot of looking at different programs and stuff, but you, you know you can read the Bible all the way through in a year in just doing a Bible reading each day, five days a week. You can get through the whole Bible in a year in a disciplined uh, manner that, that gives you the continuity of the story of Jesus from when he said, let there be light, right, all the way through. I mean, it's, it's so rich. And, and uh, so that's our goal, to, to put some things together so that we're all doing uh, kind of the same thing at the same time and get through the next year in the Word together and uh, see what kind of changes um, God has for us, uh, what our state of being will be. And I don't think you know, you're going to have to wait a whole year to see results. I think they're going to come pretty quick. And so I, I know that the, the whenever we present something like this where you've got to put your hand to something, uh, the quickest Christianese, you know what I mean by that Christianese way of getting out of doing it, is to kind of blame God. You say, well, I don't feel led, right? I don't feel led. So I've got a, a little plastic box of fishing weights upstairs. And if you don't feel lead, come up. I'll let you feel one of them. They're made of lead. And that'll, that'll just take care of that, all right? This is just such an opportunity, such an opportunity. You know, we've been saying it. Let's do what we see the Father doing. This is what he's doing. He's drawing us once again. He's drawing us into his word so that we can be more like the word, Jesus, right? Anyone object to that? All right, let's stand together and pray. So Holy Spirit, I ask you to come as divine inspiration. Lord, we won't accomplish anything of any worth or value unless you draw us into it, unless you are the life breath of it, O oh God. Father, it was when that pile of dust was breathed into that Adam became a living soul. So we're asking you to breathe into us the life force of this word, this prophetic word for this community, that we would get all of the benefit, all of the purposes of God that are yes and amen from Jesus Christ, from the work of the cross and the power of his resurrection. Lord, all the promises of God became yes and amen, and we want it. We want better lives, better characters. We want to be known in this community as a noble people who love people and love God. And Holy Spirit, you can do that work as we delve into the word. So inspire us, compel us, draw us in by your presence, oh God. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you need prayer for anything, uh, just make your way up front. Someone will pray with you. Otherwise.